The going was easy at first. The party of 21 men with their wagons and pack animals following the old Spanish trail southeast toward the Colorado border. Eventually they came to the old Mormon fort on the banks of the Grand River, a walled mission established in 1855 by a band of Brigham Young's followers. Once across the river, however, it quickly became clear that, as Lautzenheiser later put it, Packer did not know the way, and was lying when he said he could guide. By then, Lautzenheiser had already developed a powerful dislike of Packer. Soon after joining the group, Lot, as his friends called him, heard whispers that Packer had spent time behind bars in Salt Lake City, a rumor confirmed by Packer himself, who confessed that he had been in the county jail for ninety days after being caught in a house of prostitution. The revelation reinforced the growing impression among certain members of the party that, as Preston Nutter put it, Packer was a man without character. As the little wagon train trudged onward, he grew increasingly sulky, obstinate, and quarrelsome, grumbling loudly about the rapidly diminishing provisions. It didn't help matters that he vented his complaints in an unusually grating voice, described by some as high-pitched and whiny by others as not high, not low, but hollow-sounding. Lot, Nutter, and others made no effort to conceal their frank dislike of Packer. He was accused of being a petty thief, willing to take things that did not belong to him, whether of any value or not, and of hogging the dwindling supply of rations, even as their flour grew scarce, Lautzenheiser bitterly recounted. Packer would build up a fire, bake up a great cake of bread bigger than a dinner plate, and sneak off with it under his coat to eat it because the other fellows jeered him for his greediness. According to both Nutter and Lot, Packer also displayed a disquieting interest in the amount of money that the other men were carrying, repeatedly inquiring round to see how much they all had. At least one member of the party felt differently. Bob McGrew, who was paying Packer's way and sharing a wagon with him at night. McGrew could never understand the other men's antipathy toward his traveling companion, particularly in light of Packer's illness. McGrew became aware of Packer's condition early on in the trip. One evening, while the party was camped just outside Provo, Packer hunkered down by the fire alongside 18-year-old George Noon, a San Francisco native nicknamed California. McGrew, who was tending his horses, happened to glance toward the campfire and, as he afterward recounted, saw Packer with a wild stare in his eyes looking into the fire. All of a sudden he fell over partly into the fire and in his fit or convulsion knocked the coffee pot over, the water from which on the hot coals and ashes caused a steam that scalded and freckled up Packer's face and eyes considerable. I shouted at once to George Noon to catch Packer when he was falling but he being a young man appeared to become scared and paralyzed and could not or did not move, and I ran up and pulled Packer out of the fire in that steam. Packer remained in the fit quite a while and was a bad sight, his eyes having an open, glaring dead cast. Once revived, Packer resorted to one of his habitual lies, assuring McGrew that that was the first fit he ever had in his life. From that point on, recalled McGrew, he had them repeatedly. In the daytime, I could tell when they were coming on, as he would glare into the fire with an insane stare from which nothing could attract him.
At such times I would catch him, lay him down, and hold him till he came out of the fit. Sometimes the seizures would happen in the middle of the night. Packer, who slept beside McGrew in one of the wagons, would get up for some call of nature. Just as he got over the end gate of the wagon, he would fall in the fit inside of the wagon, sometimes nearly onto me. I always in those cases held him till the fit was over, then put him to bed. The first time this happened, McGrew, suddenly roused from his slumber in confusion and alarm, grabbed Packer and shouted for help to the men sleeping round the campfire outside. McGrew was stunned when, as with one voice, they all shouted, Damn you, you wanted him along now.